This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimple. It's Friday the 15th of June. In your Squiz today, allegations and removals in Parliament House. Boris Johnson is back in hot water, some very surprising economic data, and a TV recommendation for all ages. This is your Squiz Today. Claire, we're starting off by talking about the sexual harassment and assault allegations that have been going around Australia's federal parliament. You and Alice mentioned yesterday on the show that independent Senator Lydia Thorpe got up in Parliament on Wednesday and made allegations against Liberal Senator David Vann before withdrawing those allegations later that night. Yeah, and then we got to yesterday and what Senator Thorpe uh, said in the Senate while not naming David Van again. She talked about instances of being inappropriately propositioned. She said that there were sexual comments made towards her uh, and that she was touched without her consent in the corridors uh, and also the stairwells of Parliament House that don't have any security cameras in them. Mm. Uh, In a speech to the Senate, she said, and this is the quote, yesterday I had to listen to a senator that has made me feel unsafe speak about how important it is to keep women safe in Parliament, I could not stay silent. Lydia Thorpe received support from MPs and senators from across politics for her statement yesterday. And that wasn't all. Peter Dutton, the leader of the Liberal Party, announced that David Vann had been removed from the Liberal Party room after receiving further allegations about the senator. Yeah, that's right. So reports last night said that there was a separate complaint about David Vann that was made by former Liberal Senator Amanda Stoker. She said that he had groped her about two and a half years ago. Ago. Uh, Dutton said that he wants to make it clear that he isn't making any judgment about the veracity of those allegations, but he has been removed from the party room. He's still a Liberal Party member, uh, but he will just sit on the crossbench while there's an investigation. And if he's going to be expelled from the Liberal Party altogether, there's a whole process for that. But for Van's part, he denied the claims that have been made and he repeated that very clearly again yesterday. And just stepping back a bit to talk about the people we have mentioned, David Van, he didn't have a big profile prior to the last few days. He is a senator from Victoria who was elected for the Liberal Party in 2019 after working in communications and PR. Lydia Thorpe was better known. She was a senator for the Greens, also from Victoria, before she quit the party earlier this year over a disagreement about the Indigenous voice to Parliament. I'm sure we're going to be hearing more about this story, but in the meantime, we'll put a link in the show notes to services you can call if this story has raised any issues for you. Claire, this one has been coming down the pipeline for a while. The report on whether Boris Johnson misled the UK Parliament over COVID lockdown parties is out, and it is pretty scathing of the former Prime Minister. 
Yeah, so this is the Privileges Committee of the UK Parliament and it's been investigating Johnson for about a year over his shifting explanations for those gatherings that happened during the COVID lockdown periods. The report has come to the conclusion that Johnson did know that the parties were breaking the COVID rules and that he deliberately misled the parliament when he said that he wasn't really aware of all of those things. So the reports concluded that Johnson should be suspended from parliament for 90 days. Uh, That would be fine, except he's already quit the parliament. Um, That (laughs) happened at the end of last week after he read a draft of the report and was outraged by where it was heading. Now, this whole Partygate chapter was a big part of Johnson's colleagues losing confidence in him as Prime Minister and in his loss of that role last year. Now, the new Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, faces a delicate political moment as the divided Conservative Party that he leads decides on whether or not to accept the findings of this report. The economy is having such a weird year this year, Claire, and the strangeness got even deeper yesterday with news that Australia's unemployment figure actually dropped. Yeah, and of course, falling unemployment is usually a sign of economic strength. So it is, of course, strange when we combine it with all the other things that we're seeing in the economy, like our economic growth really going along very slowly Mm. and, of course, inflation at a very high rate. So Mm. what it comes to with these unemployment numbers is that uh, the analysts were expecting an increase of jobs by about 15,000 in the month of May, but what happened was uh, a gain of 76,000 jobs. Mm. Uh, That took our unemployment rate from 3.7% down to 3.6%. And, of course, the big question is what it means for interest rates when we look at head to next month. Uh, A lot of economists are now actually speculating that the Reserve Bank will hike the official cash rate, but they're going to have to wait for the inflation data, which is due a bit later this month. Meanwhile, across the ditch, New Zealand officially entered a recession this week, which is technically defined as two quarters or six months of GDP shrinking. Their economy, Claire, is officially in the chilli bin. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. A quick sports update, Claire. The Ashes begins tonight. Yeah, they sure do. Our men's cricket test team uh, is taking on England in that really famed series. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, if you're into cricket or if you know someone who's into cricket, basically there goes their evenings (laughs) for the next period of time. (laughs) Australia, of course, really likes to win and we really like to win Ashes series that are played in England. So that's certainly what they'll be hoping to do. Uh, They come off a win of the International Test Cricket Championship last weekend. They did that against India. Mm. Uh, So they'll be hoping to keep that really good form rolling through the Five Ashes matches. The game begins at 8pm Australian Eastern Time tonight. And like you said, there are five matches which will take us through to the official last day of the Ashes on the 1st of August. So yes, if you know someone who likes cricket, wave them goodbye. (laughs) 
Claire, Friday Lights, what recommendations have you got for us this week? Well, look, sticking with the cricket theme, uh, if you're a Bluey fan, whether you're a cricket fan or not, that doesn't really matter. But there is a newly released episode this week called Cricket, and it really has brought a lot of people unstuck, lots of tears (laughs) about how beautiful it is. Uh, It's not so much about the game and, of course, Australia's affinity with cricket. It really is about life and how it's, you know, Good to lean in and have a whack. Okay. See how you go. So, yeah, did watch that. Got a link to that. It really is quite beautiful. So a really good one to watch. And if you're up for something to cook, I've got a recipe for a homemade chicken pie. It is just the best thing in winter. So give that a go too. Watching kids TV while eating some chicken pie. (laughs) We will make sure there are links in the episode notes. And that about wraps us up for today. But Claire, we do have a favour to ask of listeners. In your episode notes is a teeny tiny survey, five questions only, that we would love as many people as possible to complete. Yeah, so it's really important to do just to ensure that we're on track, uh, of course, with our advertisers and how they're going down with you, the most important part of it, our audience. So it's just a couple of minutes. We'd really love you to do that today. It would be a huge help for us. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Friday and we'll be back with you on Monday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.